Yeah, Mountain Dews. Yeah, Mountain Dews. Did you grab that one? <laughs> <laughs> he brings okay. down Modelo. We don't do Mountain Dews. Do <laughs> yeah, you might want to open that Modelo off. Spanish for Mountain Dew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez, uh, coming to you live from the Sweatbox, beautiful mouth of the canyon. We keep saying Ogden. It's, it's really not very sweaty in here. Well, it's got AC now. Yeah. like yeah, It's like actually, I wore a sweatshirt that, in anticipation that it was going to be cold. Anyway. Also, is this live? <laughs> <laughs> Josh being that guy, dude. That's true. Being that guess, guy. <laughs> John, we missed you. I'm not you. doing the... Re- yeah, yeah. We're not doing we, didn't have a, we didn't have a Let's dick on inter- staff inter- until yeah. you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really missed you, man. Introduction time. Go ahead. Shane Forster. Colby Peterson. Special, Special guest. guest. Angel Castillo, Ogden mayor candidate. And I'm John Miles. Oh, my God. Are we legit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> real person Angel on? made us legit. Yeah. <laughs> not that, like the other we people had we ever had on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, come on. <laughs> no disrespect to Ryan and the rest. That Dude, come on about. Nina was totally legit. She was yeah. legit. She oh, knew, right. she, knew what she was talking about. about. Can we cut that shit out? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be pissed if you say that. <laughs> yeah, you say that. You want to start over uh, again? Uh, Nina will no, cut no. you. Yeah, she will cut you. <laughs> not going to cut it out. She's not even going to remember. On today's show, we're going to be talking about some... Some gun legislation. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the mass shootings that happened earlier this uh, today. Uh, we 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 record on Sundays, and uh, maybe four have happened since then. Who knows? Yeah, gosh, jeez. Uh, and then and then we're gonna be talking to Angel. So good luck following that up, Angel. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be much lighter note. But much- first, uh, what have you guys been doing? What, what's uh, what's been the hap haps? Dude, I've been out knocking doors, man. Oh, Look, man. At guy, really? yeah. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Hashtag democracy. Yeah, exactly. I went out and knocked a whole list yesterday, and like, I have this weird problem where if like I get too hot, my heart, my heart goes into AFib. Mm. And that happened yesterday, but it was worth it because I finished all 36 <laughs> doors on my list in North Ogden. That's how we stay so skinny. <laughs> Heart goes overtime. Yeah, right. yeah, it does. And then I had to go deliver pizza. But it's like, can I please go into fat burning mode? Do you just have like a like a, an adrenaline shot or something handy on you, or like how no, does that work? He's got you, that medicine he told us about. Yeah, well, you just have to like drink cold water, oh, sit down, like so. Cool it's off. not like Pulp Fiction style. No, it's oh, not okay. like Pulp Fiction style. <laughs> oh, it's not a shot of adrenaline to the heart? No, sorry. Oh, I'm pretty sure you give someone an AFib adrenaline, you're going to flat one. But yeah, but the main thing is, yeah, I went out and knocked doors, and uh, it was awesome. I actually found this house. Um, I showed it to Maddie today. Yeah, I, I told her, I was like, this is the perfect house to retire. It's like this, looks like this cottage, and the guy has all these like big old trees around, and then later I had to walk back past because i had to go get more flyers and the guy was like pulling out of his driveway and just like waved at me this old guy and i was like man i want that guy's life like, <laughs> i don't want that guy that's life. like the perfect place to me it was awesome nice cool what did you do shane i didn't do anything and you've got a new truck you, yeah you, you come on don't about? tell me no, look, every <laughs> single week Shane, and, and no, this, and this is no, my fun. wife, my like, wife like, got a new truck. I'm just, a, I'm just a plumber living the dream. <laughs> That's what Melanie says. Dude. Yeah. Jeez, my, my wife got a new truck. Nice. So, yeah, went down to uh, Hertz. This is our third vehicle from them in Ogden. 
Oh, oh, the Hertz. Dude, yeah, I the... love my experience there. This is like the seventh of my family. You told me wow. to go there. You told me yeah. to go there. And I Dude, it is like no pressure. The prices are right there. Like it is, it's like, just, all right, just jump in any vehicle and drive it and you just go all day. They don't bother you. It's awesome. Yeah. And I will <laughs> say the family that, that owns that dealership, they're big supporters of the Wildcats. So. Yeah. They're awesome. So. <laughs> Bring yeah. it back. It was a good time, I guess. Shane spent money. (laughs) (laughs) Spent big money. Huge money. I don't know that he's really a plumber. I feel like you think he's got something else. He's got some side gig going on. But he's not living in 2030 like Dan though. So (laughs) that's what that is. Yeah, it's it's no Tesla. I guess that's. It does have seat massagers in it though. Oh, which is like the dumbest. That does sound weird, right? So 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 what's funny is I go I go hey man I'm I'm by it's a 2016 I go. Am I missing anything that I'm really going to want from the 2017, 2018? I'm not going 2019. And he goes, yeah, there was this dumb thing. They put these seat massagers in there. It lasted like two years. He goes, but I mean, you're not going to like miss those. So I'm playing around with the truck and all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? Seat massager. Like, oh, like, ooh. (laughs) Doesn't it feel terrible? Always a massage massage with Shane, dude. Like always a massage now, dude. It's like the thing. Um, But you cannot like hit the button while you're in it. Like how can you not like, yeah, okay, I'm sitting here in the passenger seat. How do you not hit that? I was surprised that's not more of uh, of a thing, you know, just to kind of combat against road rage and stuff, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point. That should be like if your truck starts driving like a little erratic or something like that, or your vehicle, it should just be like, you were doing great. Everybody loves you. It should just talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Get like, back the, you don't get need to fix that. The, no, no, get no, back no. in like, the lane. Like, why are you Come stepping up? Like, you're accelerating a little fast. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that in your Tesla, Dan. That's G. Uh, that's that's Musk's next yeah, level stuff. Shout out to Elon right now. Yeah. This is the next idea. Musk, that's do it. the thing. What'd you do, John? Angel? Angel? John never does anything. I'm just going to skip wow, over. John, I said John. And I was going to just throw it to you. <laughs> no, John does stuff, but he doesn't want everybody to know his yeah. stuff. He, he's, he's like, it's I'm good. My secret. family stuff is. Yeah, today was uh, one of the first times that I've really taken a day off in a while because the whole campaign thing is yeah. it's it's 24 Oh, you actually got a day oh. off? Yeah, I um I went for a long bike ride this morning with a couple of my friends in Morgan County. It's and I'd never been there. It's beautiful. It's nice up there. Oh, yeah. Really, really pretty. And so uh yeah, that's that was my big thing for today. Nice. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a day off because right? you become mayor in a, in a year. You're not gonna. We're not gonna give you a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Yeah. No kidding. Shane's like gonna be on the phone, man. Is it like mountain Flip. biking or is it like the speed biking? Oh, speed uh, bike? it was road road bike. Road bike. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Not that I'm any know anything about either one of those. Like, were you taking that road <laughs> up to East Canyon? Is mm-hmm. that where you were? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great beautiful, road. Beautiful, right? Yeah. Oh well, saw cows like on a hillside, and mm-hmm. and not just like a random cow, like a whole herd hanging on the side of it. And I'm like, <laughs> we all stopped, and we're like, look at those cows. I think they're gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we wait and watch? Okay, we're not. We're not gonna... <laughs> we did. We waited for a while, and they they kept moving, and I was very impressed, you know, because cows, you know, goats very graceful. Mm. You get that, but mm. but cows. I mean, we're talking like. Thousand pounds animal, yeah. like on the halfway on a hillside. They're just was, chilling. They, yeah, they were chewing <laughs> and walking, and I'm like, yeah, no, they're not falling. They're pros. Okay, they're good. Let's yeah, go. They're pros. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so let's get into the show. Um, like we said earlier at the top, uh, there were some some mass shootings. One in Dayton, Ohio, uh, early Sunday, uh, and then 
and then yesterday, Saturday, uh, in in El Paso. Um, let's talk about the the legislation that's out there, right? I, I yeah. think that's um, just a way to make this kind of a, a local thing. Um, so the House passed uh, back in February. Uh, what what people are saying the most uh, significant gun control measure in more than two decades. Uh, it approved the first of two bills aimed at broadening the federal background check system for firearm purchases. Um, the legislation mandates background checks for, be performed on all gun sales, including firearm purchases made privately, whether it be online or at the gun shows. Under current law, uh, under the current law, only licensed gun dealers are required to con. Uh, conduct a background check for someone seeking to obtain a gun. So that was passed in the House. It was passed on uh, party lines. I mean, there were there were a few Republicans. I think they said, f- yeah, mostly five party lines that came over and voted for this piece of legislation. So this is this is the bipartisan background <clears throat> checks act of 2019. Hmm. So this is uh, it's still basically party lines. Five of them out of what hundred. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah right. no, that's that's completely fair. But you know, to be, I mean, if we're calling it what it is, there was some modest GOP support, uh, and and there were out of two out of the three from Utah, two out of the four from Utah that signed off. No, I'm just kidding. There wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. Of course, like, of course not. Whoa, like, you're like, oh my god, I, I'm just going what mind blown. No. So wait, did one of the four? Yeah, yeah. Ben McAdams, okay. ben McAdams yeah, okay. did vote for this say. bill. Uh, but yeah, like Dan said, Rob Bishop, Chris Stewart, John Curtis all voted against this piece of legislation. So mm. why? Uh, you know, I don't what's the, the reason? No, I what's their I don't know. I don't know why. They I mean, <laughs> probably because they take the NRA line. Like so the NRA released a statement, you know, saying that, you know, if this bill actually becomes law, that it would let me try and find the exact quote from their piece of their fear mongering. Yeah, so they said criminals, on the other hand, will continue to get their firearms the way they always have, through the black market theft and straw purchases, forcing more government paperwork and additional fees on good people trying to exercise a constitutional right will do nothing to make Americans safer, uh, which is an argument which you could level against anyone. Demonstrably <laughs> false. You were just talking about uh, which shooter who could have been prevented from getting some gun? So yeah, that's the next piece. Of, yeah, we're talking about the, the Charleston loophole, which is the way that Dylan Roof was able to get a gun and shoot up the church. In, right, but in I'm Charleston. saying it's like it's a ridiculous argument to say that more paperwork is not going to save anybody. You can show examples where it would have saved people. All right, I agree. Yeah, I think so, yeah. In, in a lot of these cases, particularly in the Dylan Roof instance, they, and, and this will kind of lead into the second bill, which is Dylan Roof went and applied, you know, he went to go buy a gun. And the federal law says you have to wait three days to give the FBI time to do the background check. Well, you, sorry, which shooter was he? He's the one oh, that shot that's the sad south. Yeah, that was, we all have to go. Which shooter is he? The church uh, it one really is, isn't it? Is yeah, he is, he the, is he the Texas church one? Not the Texas church, Charleston church, Charleston, Charleston church. Carolina. Oh, gotcha. <gasps> but yeah, 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 mixed right. up, man. Yeah, it's it's sad that we have to go which shooter, and then we have to go which church. I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. These these should be such cataclysmic events that we should easily, you know, they should only happen. Um, they should never happen. Sandy but, Hook should have ended exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Columbine should have. I mean, like, right? Uh, we can go back and. and mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's sad. And so, what happened in that situation was Dylan Roof goes to purchase a gun, uh, goes through the background check. The FBI has three days to get back to the gun seller. If they do not, the transaction goes through. In this case, the FBI needed a little bit more time. There were some things that were unclear. And because it went past that federal three days, 
the sale went through and we get what we got. Man, those are his rights though. <laughs> I mean, we don't infringe on his rights. For t- no, I was like, get out of here with that crap. Tell right? me that's sarcasm. It is sarcasm. He's got real dry, awful sense. So what you're saying is 10 days. We move it to 10 days. Yes. So the, so the new piece of legislation, which yeah, uh, unfortunately all, all four yeah. uh, Utah reps voted against this like, particular piece of legislation. I mean, ben, I know what the argument even is. Ben. I t- I, even Ben. Even I work Ben. With, I work with a ton of gun lovers and their arguments. Like, well, then what are they going to do next? If we give them 10, yeah, next thing you know, they're gonna, it's going to be 20 next. You know what I mean? We can't give in anything. That's the argument, right? Like. Well, my hmm. thing is, is like, you, or the it's argument, hard enough to get, it's hard enough to get 10. You, you genuinely think they're going to get 10 more days after, you know, fighting to get I'm just seven? saying that's, that's the argument me, I get from break, guys. Pal. Like we can't give up any right on guns because once we start losing them, we're going to lose them all. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not a legitimate argument. And, I, in my no. and what's, what I, what makes me mad too is the Dems do not do a good enough job of explaining their gun control, right? If you go to anybody at my work, this is. If you go to Fox News, Democrats want to take all your guns. They don't right, want you to be able right, to buy any gun. Right. And it bugs me they don't approach it. Like one of these guys what up here. What do? One of these, yeah, but why can't one of these guys on the stage say, I want you to have your guns? They all I say that. They say that. And then they introduce legislation that is nothing like taking away all of your guns. But it's common. To, it doesn't matter they what say, they when, do. They get painted as they're going to take I away agree, all your guns I agree, but they need to... They need to articulate a little better. That I agree with. I mean, a lot better. Right. Because it annoys me how they're just like, I want common sense gun control. That's all Hillary said. She didn't explain. Like Hillary's gun control um, platform, whatever you want to call it, was less stringent than Utah's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people in Utah didn't know that. All they knew was like, we are all your guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Nobody, yeah. Yeah. Those, all those gun loving people. They don't know the specifics of anything. They know a couple of terrible examples of gun legislation that wouldn't do anything. And that's all they bring up. Right. And they're all, you know, six years old and stuff that nobody's even talking about doing anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, until we get over that, this is never going to happen. And until the NRA, whether the NRA is telling like Rob Bishop, we're going to primary you out. We're gonna, I don't know what, I don't know mm-hmm. what threat they're getting. You know what I mean? We're going to take your funds away somehow. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> it's, yeah, obviously it's the money. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the well, only, that's the only reason they're voting that way. Well, what I would say well, is is it's the money that they could put behind a message against that candidate, right? Because it's it's not necessarily just we will take away campaign funds because in some ways yes that is, you know, right. scary for some. I would think if I'm Rob Bishop and I truly wanted to do something like this and vote for a piece of legislation that would bring these kinds of things, I wouldn't be necessarily terribly worried to lose the NRA's $100,000. When I'm in such a safe seat, you know, plus 26 R seat. But at the same time, I think that what what does make some of these folks a little bit nervous is the fact that they could use that money and put it toward a media campaign Mm -hmm. and mount, you know, not necessarily support another candidate, but make you look very, very bad. Yeah. And it's like the Koch brothers when they were uh, Paul Ryan. Like, if you don't get the tax cut to happen, we are going to put so much money and primary you out and you're done. Right, like they threaten them with that. Get this done. I think you know there's I mean? a huge like, chunk of their base that is a single issue voter on this, and yeah. it's like they are triggered by guns. And if they, they don't even have to spend a lot of money, but if they paint you as an anti-gun person, you're just done with yeah a good chunk of them. 
I say that you should have that so that the FBI can pull several triggers if they are hitting flags. And that way, then it's not a unilateral thing. Right. It's just like if the FBI is like, well, we've got three days and we need some more time, trigger. Okay, I get an extra five. I need another one, an extra five. I mean, so it should be based from the law enforcement side. Like if you need more time, you need more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that you would get the same argument from the the right that you would for any amount of time. Like they're, mm. they're, they're going to point to over abuse. But I, I in, you know, in theory agree with you because, yeah, I mean, it's clear that the FBI sometimes doesn't have enough time to do this. And so if they can go back and request more time, right. that's fair, right? Because we're talking about, okay, Shane, you want to buy a new gun? It's uh, it's going to be three days. Oh, you know what, man? Sorry, it's going to be another five days. The FBI's got to look at some other stuff. Five days, man. Five five days is it? Right. I know. I agree. And it's not that long. And you know what? If, the, if Dylan, I hear that the FBI has to look at other stuff, I'm like, you know what? You know, I don't want the gun. Forget, forget <laughs> it. Take, I, don't, you know, I don't need the FBI. Looking even at my even cell, that's right? the NRA's <laughs> argument, though, right? I mean, is even, that even, a law-abiding citizen like Dan Martinez? Uh-huh can't get a gun or he's being scared off of getting a gun because the FBI is intimidating, which is not the case, right? No, but, but, but uh, I just well, right, they're, acting right like, they're acting like he needs a gun right away. Like he can't wait. Well, who needs like, a gun right away? Like but not only is it but a... But that's the conservative, it's it's my right. If I want one right away, I should be able to get one right away. That's what, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's they, what say. they say. Okay, all right, like, but from the public safety standpoint, if, if, if you want to fly a plane, there's a series of things that you have to right. do before you a fly a things. plane because you could kill a lot of people. We, we don't allow and, rocket launchers. We don't allow tanks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, technically they do allow tanks. I knew the super rich guy oh. <laughs> who owned a tank in San Francisco. But, you know, with the time. <laughs> he could get it. I, I'm a believer he with the time. I have, a, I, have a teen, I have teenage kids. I'm around a lot of teenage kids through their friends. Dan, don't take that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> He's waiting for him to beat him so, head with it. So, but time changes. These kids, like, whatever's on their mind, like mm-hmm. 10 days, right? 20 days can Absolutely. change. I mean, the new Fortnite comes out and all of a sudden – they forgot about how they hate immigrants and you know what I mean? Like it happens. It really does happen. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they meet a girl and their whole life changes. Like mm-hmm. time the right now I need a gun. I mean, 30 days, I'd be happy with 30 days. I get it. If you need a, a new rifle for hunting mm-hmm. or something like that, it changes like, but there's certain guns like 30 days is my opinion. I, I know that's never going to happen. But I think it saves Dude, lives. Like, why not? They act like their position is that, you know, we have the right to bear arms. But in truth, their position is we have the right to bear arms immediately. It's like. Yeah, it doesn't say that in the Constitution, does it? Right. <laughs> you know, and it, and it probably comes down to like the gun sales of like I'm buying a car that they know if I leave, I'm probably not coming back. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, like, yeah. Absolutely. True. And if absolutely. I have to go in there and I wait so 30 true. days, I may not, mm-hmm. I may not w- want the gun then. Which, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And isn't that a good thing? In yeah, case it, you're you're mentally a little unstable and you need that time out because your rage calms down. Right. And I feel like the Republican Party has shown that they're not willing to change policy. Like every problem they've got is a PR problem. And it's not a matter of fixing their policy. It's a matter of selling it to their base because they know they can do that. It works every single time. So it's not going to matter how many mass shootings we have or how frequently they start happening to where it's like three in the matter of 24 hours like that's not going to matter it's always going to be to them something they just have to explain away to their base well it's uh, right now i so it's um video games right 
Uh, and that's, that's, that's what Kevin McCarthy went on the news shows this morning and said, yeah, that this is a video game problem. I know. And a lot and of people said, well, share... Japan plays a lot of video games. It doesn't seem to be a problem there. Yeah. I love to show them Hillary Clinton saying the same thing in the 90s, though. She used to blame <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, yeah, yeah, yeah. GTA. Uh, it was in the 90s. Never mind. Um, and then, so what's the, um, what's the action here? I so, mean, actually, you know what? Do we want to talk about the, uh, let's, hey, it's a white supremacy thing, man. No, yeah, that's an, that's another okay, angle okay. we haven't so, talked about. So yeah. the El Paso guy, right? Uh-huh. He went to kill undocumented. Right, like he drove ten hours. He drove ten hours to El Paso. Oh, really? I mean, that's why he went there. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he, there's Trump. He's a Trump supporter. Right. It is without Trump. Without Trump's reticent, spelling Trump with with his his guns. guns, With his guns, yeah. Like without Trump, rhetoric. Those people are alive if Trump is not president. If Trump doesn't run, those people are alive today. You cannot tell me any different. I mean, I get. I get. He's still going to be a psychopathic, yes, immigrant hater. Well, going to be empowered enough to go out and do this and and make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's different now. Yeah, it's. It's, You know what I mean? I I get that you guys, you guys, you know, the IRS. I'm with (laughs) undocumented workers. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. I work with them every day. Is what I'm saying in the in the. What did the uh-huh. IRS get into? This? I don't know how that. <laughs> no, no, that's just his Tourette's. What I'm saying is, those out government agencies. What I'm saying. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is my experience and yours, going working with white, you know, construction workers and around undocumented. I'm. They're there. They're on job sites, right. and the rhetoric that's since Trump. Do you know what I mean? That um, they didn't believe they could say now, and now they feel like it's okay. Yeah, that's the, the true. People yeah. feel emboldened to yes. be racist. That's right. Overtly. And you can't tell me any different. Don't say like, oh, it's, it didn't matter. I've seen it. I'm there every day, and I've seen it. And like, I didn't see uh, I saw somebody shared a video, but I didn't watch it. Apparently, when Trump had his rally in El Paso, he smirked about shooting immigrants. No, it was in, uh, it was in Florida. Florida. It was in yeah. Florida. Oh, it was in Florida. Only in the panhandle. Fuck you, man. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, because so the the thing was like, what do we do about you know immigrants crossing the border? And somebody in the crowd yells, "Shoot them!" You know, and Trump snickers yeah. and says, "Only in the panhandle." Only in the panel, like it's and a then, great thing. And like, then the you next guys thing are that happens, <laughs> right? Well, and this is then this comes you know on the heels of the president using words like infestation, uh-huh. you know, and and these in, kinds invasion. of things. Like, yeah, invasion. Yeah, invasion. Invasion, invasion is all over that. my Facebook with my coworkers. Invasions everywhere. They not, you know what I mean? Like they are here to invade. Oh boy! You know what I mean? Not immigrate. That's oh. and those guys were quiet. I didn't even know this about half yeah. these guys until See, Trump. Like, so, so words like that get used, and then people like the El Paso guy. I've been thinking that for years. They're emboldened by those words and say, yeah. "You know what? Yeah, it is an invasion, and I'm going to drive ten hours to a Walmart at a specific time of day because I know that there will be families there. Families." And they will be buying school supplies, uh-huh. and there are probably going to be a few of them who are undocumented immigrants, and I am going to shoot them. Like, that is that is the calculus, and that all comes from the language of the president. Mm-hmm. Words, <sighs> words have consequences. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Lots of heavy stuff. So, the, the action on this one, I think, is, you know, Dan, you asked, like, what, what can be done? I think that there are good things being done legislatively. That you know the house is moving forward on things, you know, common sense things that we've right, talked about, like you right. know things that like right. this may not solve everything, but it's something. And the idea is like, well, and I think that the Republicans think this way. If we just run the clock out on a lot of this stuff, people will forget. Right, the news cycle will turn over. Mm-hmm. It'll be a new issue, and then people will stop calling my office. I think that the answer is sustained 
pressure on your elected officials to say, hey, no, we're not going to forget. Because like Angel talked about, like when we have to sit here and say, which one, which shooter, you know, we, we know that this is going to happen again. It's going to happen again. So yeah. sustained pressure on your elected officials are, is going to make a difference. And so the call to action is like genuinely call Senators Romney and Lee. Tell them to pressure the majority leader to bring up this legislation that has already passed the House, which the folks that passed this represent the majority of Americans in this country. Mm-hmm. The majority of Americans basically sent a bill up to the Senate and said, hey, at least debate it. And the, and the majority leader isn't debating it. So the, the call to action is tell Senators Romney and Lee, like, we want to see something happen here. We at least want to see some debate happen. and Because that, that ain't happening. No, right it, it I feel like it has to happen now because we are getting to a point where these shootings are like a Columbine, Sandy Hook were big deals. Virginia Tech. Vegas was a big deal. Vegas. Virginia Tech. And now it's like it's a one-day news cycle. Man. You know what I mean? We're getting to the point where yeah, no. they're not going to have to do anything because nobody cares. Like we're so used to it. They're not going to feel the pressure. Compassion and, fatigue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how I feel. I mean, like, every week I want to be marching on the street protesting something new, whether it was, we were talking about women's rights a while ago, this immigrant stuff, there's a new thing every day. I'm afraid that <laughs> I start going out and protesting, and then it loses effectiveness. I start harassing my senator, and then it loses stop, effectiveness. Yeah, they stop listening to right? They're just like, it's a normal day. Yeah. But if yeah, they just they just find a new way to filter it out. But at the same time, our senators are getting away with basically hiding behind Mitch McConnell. And maybe you're right that the only thing we can do is say, get out there and demand that you put your voice on the record. It's the only thing you can do right now. Because that legislation sits in the Senate as we speak. And that's where the and pressure has for six months. Those guys should be saying, We want to have a voice on this. And the fact that they're not saying that is them basically saying they're fine with being quiet. Well, and I don't think it's unreasonable to ask for a debate on the legislation, is it? Right. We're, no, we're not no. saying you need to vote for this. I'm saying you <laughs> at least need to debate this. But you do need to get on the record about it. Like, yeah. it's pretty cowardly to just say, well, Mitch McConnell won't let us vote on it, so. And meanwhile, tweet things like, oh, my family, you know, we mourn with you and all right. of these things. Like, great, but you're you're an elected Your official. Your job you're, is you're something else. You're empowered to do something. Please do. <laughs> right. And even if that's just encourage the Senate majority leader to hold debate on the Senate floor on this particular issue because it's clear that Americans want something done. I see a lot of Republicans in my Twitter feed who are saying we should do something. Now they don't all agree on what it is we should do, but almost everyone can agree that something should be done. Yeah. And most we, of those people you know so let's have some debate. You know what we need to do on our website? So we need to put a list of all the shit that we've got that you need to call Senator Mike uh, Lee and Senator Romney about. <laughs> on a consistent basis? Yeah. Like, just like Plenty a checklist. All right. Hey, hey, Senator Lee. This is Dan I noticed again. you didn't comment I... on any of this this week. <laughs> so, just to, just to refresh your memory. Rob Bishop, is you your heart? Do you still have a heartbeat? We don't hear from you. Like, you know, whoever you yeah, three whoever, times a year. Whoever does press in Rob Bishop's office is derelict in their duty. Because I, don't his, need I, checked, to, man. I checked his Twitter account. It's like, this guy hasn't tweeted since... The box elder Republicans <laughs> con- county convention last year, dude. I know. So that's like what? it's like that's why there was <laughs> the Rob, missing Rob Bishop thing out there on I fifteen, man. He doesn't have to. All right. Well, call call him up, talk to him, get on their, uh, put them on your um, speed dial. That's how they are on my phone. Sustained pressure. Is They're what on your we'll speed. Get, what do you it, want. John. John, do it. 
You want, we should do live ones. We'll yeah. do live ones next oh my week. God. Like That'd the Jerky fun. Boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, not like the Jerky Boys. No, not like we're, not, we're not prank calling we them. Should, we should come up with voices. <laughs> I could do Saul Rosenberg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so let's move on to something else. Um, Ogden, mayoral candidate in the house. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that dance and put it on Angel's <laughs> website. No, that's a gift. Okay, that's it's a exciting. gift. Exciting, she's here. What? She's here. How did we? You got lured into a basement. Okay, so I'm just basement in the bench of Ogden. To talk to so a bunch Colby. Of guys. That's Colby's persuasive power. Colby, what do we got going on? So we have a vote August thirteenth. So that's yeah. th- that is the the election day is the thirteenth. So if you haven't mm-hmm. sent in your ballot by the twelfth, you would have to go in person and vote. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a primary. I really thought it was yeah, you. Yeah, most, and- most people don't. It's uh, the, the stats on the primary are abysmal, as well as our voting rates are mm-hmm. abysmal. But yeah. uh, I think the thing, the important thing to remember is that um, if you can still, Utah is one of the few states in the United States that you can rock up to a poll with a valid state ID, register, and vote. Hmm. So yeah. if you're not registered, if you've just been sitting on the sidelines and now is the time to come out and, and voice your change, and it's uh, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the main Weber County Library. On is, that the only, yeah. is that the only, only day? Place? On 25th. Is it only one day? Yeah, for, that, for, for voting, election day. Yeah, for, for election, election day. Yeah, yeah, no, primary is the 13th. What, what, okay. We do a mail-in ballot, and right. everybody ha- is supposed to have their ballot by the 1st. If you didn't get your ballot by the 1st, you need to track your ballot. Turn mine in yesterday. And thank you. Look at you go. I had to vote North Ogden. <laughs> mine, are sorry. Si- mine are sitting on the counter. Do you guys see them on the way up here? Yeah, I did. Well, I saw a, okay. a lot of people do that, but, that, but that's okay. Shane. No, that's okay. They're in their own place. They're like out in the open. I want you guys to see it. The point is that if you haven't mailed your ballot in yet and today is the fourth Fourth. if you don't have it postmarked by Mm -hmm. uh you know you got to get it in the mail like now is what it comes down to Mm. and if you don't want to risk so if they uh, hear this on tuesday is that too late no 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 no, 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 there's 12th the 12th 12th but the point is is that there's this counting so i mean if you haven't dropped it in the mail by the 6th you really want to just swing by any of the voter drop boxes yeah put it in the box don't put it in the mail yeah (laughs) because that's what i always do is they always take it to one of those drop boxes because you know i used to live in plain city there was one at the plain city municipal building i went down to ogden pride yesterday there was one right by the municipal building mm-hmm. i dropped my ballot off there because i was already going down okay. to that event there. anyway but yeah if you're that person that puts it in your car and you think you're going to do it and you always forget shit still mail it it'll still count we just may not yeah, know that night we, we might not know that night but the, yeah we the, don't want you to be like but the important thing is is that well, um to, do yeah, <laughs> don't be that guy <laughs> If you haven't received your ballot and you don't know where your ballot is and you can't track your ballot, you can get a provisional ballot on the 13th at the library. All you need is a valid state or federal ID. Okay, so what do we like what are we voting on? So we're not it's electing right now. We're in the... Pr- if this is the mayoral primary. Primary, and which means... Godfrey can't get primaried out, right? <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't he didn't file so oh. he's he's not on the ballot. Oh, I'm sorry, not Godfrey. <laughs> I, I used to I live like, in Ogden, not anymore. He's there anymore. Okay, technically speaking, it's a, the primary is nothing but a popularity contest. It is highly unlikely that Caldwell will not be on the ticket. He's been mayor for eight years. He has his he has a base. He will be on. the So, ticket. how many people make it to the ticket? 
two. 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 Oh, right. Just two? Just two. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Angel. Right. <laughs> so, it's high stakes. Seen, so, so that's, no, that's yeah, why it's important to vote important. in the primary. That's right. Oh, my God. What are you doing here? You should be campaigning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's uh, no, that's good. What do you think she's here I've for? Seen, yeah, I've seen your uh, signs everywhere. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, people's lawns. Uh, like, you've got a lot. Of, Dan I walked like with me the day we handed out flyers at the door. He was He walked with me. It was awesome. It was fun. I wish I had somebody as enthusiastic as you (laughs) running for Clinton City. (laughs) But there's not. Okay, so we're running. So August 13th, we're voting for the top two. And then we have a year. No. No, 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 no. no. And it's November 5th. Okay, no. And it's November 5th. This November 5th. Yeah. Yeah. It's August 13th is the primary. Top two candidates move to regular election on November 5th and then, then that so you, happens and, and then you're mayor the next year. That's right. That's the only race on the ballot, right? That is the only on race. On the primary ballot. Uh, yeah, because there's... Um, there's nothing on my ballot. I was so surprised. Everybody, the council positions, the city council positions are unopposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Because the one person who was running against Luis Lopez, um, uh, she's... Anna Witzek. Yeah, Anna, yeah. So yeah. she is the lady that, I mean, I'm from Roy, Jesse Jean's Copy Beans. We had them for years. They just moved to Ogden. She was going to run against Luis Lopez, but um, dropped out a few weeks ago. Oh, she, she met with Luis. Out. Yeah, they oh. chatted and she said, you know, Luis represents me fairly well. And so she dropped huh. out. So all of the city council positions are running unopposed. Wow. Uh, um, Hmm. Is that a good thing or bad thing? I think you it's know, good. I think it's. I think it's good. I mean, funny. I'm. I'm pretty. It's, the, it's, the, especially the positions that were up with for the council. They're doing a great job. So okay. you, I mean, you work. If, wait, you work for Ogden now? No, no, no. Uh, I'm a planning commissioner, which okay, yeah, yeah. is not an employee position. Okay. Tech, up until uh, maybe. Four weeks ago, it was an unpaid position. We now get forty bucks a meeting, and that's two meetings a month. Hmm. <laughs> so we Man, figured we figured out. I know we figured out the hours on there. it, and and for the amount of time that you have to put in doing all of the reading and then touring all of the sites and and the meetings and things like that, it's like less than nine bucks an so, hour. <laughs> so the planning commission, you're you've got then. Um, an idea of where Ogden's going to be going in the next 10 years. That's right? actually one of the reasons that I'm running is that um, being on the planning commission, you get to see the direction of how we're growing and where our issues are. And it was one of those things that I couldn't quite, uh, you know, step back from it. It became that. And then a lot of other things that kept getting put on the plate. And I'm like, you know what? I, I have to run because I can't just stand by and do nothing. So, is that would you say that um, you and Caldwell have two completely different things, or we're both moving kind of the same direction? But his is here, and and I'm here uh, because actually it's not just Caldwell though, right? It's Caldwell. I'd you, like it to be just and, me and Caldwell. A couple other a couple other people, right? But yeah, um, uh, would you say that that's probably the biggest difference that you have with him, or are there other things that you feel like the? Um, Why are you running? Well, I'm, I'm running to address housing, housing affordability, public safety, and education. Those are the, the platforms. And then there is a whole laundry list of things that go into why these need to be fixed. Um, the different, the big difference between Caldwell and I is that he feels that everything is focused on big uh, on big business development, recruiting companies from out of the uh, other cities, out of state, and uh, de- the city is acting as a developer, getting building commercial property. 
the Swift building. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to ask. Yeah. The, host, the Swift building, the host building. And, and you know, look at the... Uh, you know, look at the Rite Aid property that's been sitting empty, okay? The uh-huh. city is acting as a developer using your tax dollars. Last year- Which is now an RDA, isn't it? Yeah, the RD, the redevelopment agency, for people who don't know. Was that the, was that <laughs> yeah, the TIF, was that the TIF thing? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, Kobe. Yeah, yeah well, well the, re, the redevelopment agency is, is a portion of the city <laughs> that that uh, buys property and develops it. And there's a there's one shining example in the redevelopment agency, and it's called the Own and Ogden program. It's fantastic. Mm, yeah. It's where yep. the city works with a contractor, and they 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 buy a dilapidated house, and then they refurb it, and then they put it on the market, and then people that you want to be in the community are given assistance with down payment and have first crack at the house for about thirty days. And we're talking about police, fire, nurses, you know, mm. teachers, that that type of thing, and then it goes open to uh, regular market. That is a a program that I'm so proud of. It's it's fantastic. Now let's look at the seventeen point nine million dollars spent in the RDA last year. Three hundred thousand dollars on an Ogden program. That's it. That's it. What? Yeah. Yeah. All the rest is to cover up the Swift building stuff. <laughs> All the rest is to buy commercial property. And here's the thing that, mm. that I have an issue with. Yes. Does a city sometimes occasionally need to buy commercial property? Yeah, they do. But it should be a public-private partnership to share the risk, right? So that, that we're also working with someone who is a multi-million dollar developer who does this day in, day out, 15, 20 years, knows how to put together a piece of property, bring on the tenant, do all all of the construction and launch it. I mean, this is one of the things about the hostess site. A couple of months ago, Brandon Cooper, who is uh, with the business development portion of Ogden, wanted to ask the city council for $600,000 for additional stuff at the hostess site. And the city council's like, well, what do you want it for? Do you you have a development deal, a development contract? Meaning that I'm going to put this money in, this developer's going to come in and do these things. The answer, no. We we should not be investing money into property if we don't have a development agreement with someone to come in and lease that property. Did he get the money? No. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> the city council. The city council said, "Well, come back to us when you have a development agreement." So the long and the short of it is, this year we'll have a two hundred dollar two hundred million dollar budget. Last year it was one seventy five nine, I think, and. It costs a lot to operate the city, and about half of that budget has to go to public safety. And public safety as in, like, police, fire, the emergency operations center, anything that when when things go down, you need that to happen. It's very expensive to operate those departments, but it's cheaper than leasing it out from other departments. And, And our departments are amazing. We do a really, really good job with that. So that gives you about half of the budget. And... With this half of the budget, we still have so many things that aren't being addressed. And and I keep pointing at that RDA budget. And I was asked this question in the last debate. Will I put a number on how small I'll make it? No, not until I know what all the data is because we do have to have a certain amount. So of- you want to transfer that money that we're not using – to public safety, is that uh, well, that is the that easy. That is the easy shot because here's the my one of my big things is public safety, and I've been talking about it ever since I got here. I mean, when I moved here, I got we we unpacked the truck on a Saturday, and I was at a city council meeting on a Tuesday. 
Wow. That's mm-hmm. how invested I am because I saw, I chose this city and I came from a city that has a housing crisis, yeah. that has a homeless crisis. And I saw that all the mistakes that were made that nobody, that people could have corrected them. I had, I'm a marketing consultant and I took a, a two year contract position in Los Angeles, lobbying the city of Los Angeles for the rights of a particular community in Los Angeles calls the Arts District. And that's kind of where I started to figure out that, you know, helping people is is really where it's at and being able to make sure that that people get what they need that people aren't gentrified out that they can stay yeah, where they oh. were born and 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 work and live and afford and you know the, the housing crisis across America it's 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 a real thing right and when i moved here it's you know hashtag not on my watch i plan to grow old and die here and I want to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes, which is why I got myself on the planning commission within 30 days of being here, because I know how important planning is. And we need to be looking 10, 15 years down the, down, down the road. And so this whole thing with public safety is, uh, you know, right, right when I got here, they were talking about budget and we have this exodus that's happening from our police department because depending on the officer's experience we pay seven to ten dollars less than salt lake city and salt lake what? county that's right yeah it's all legitimate across, stuff online across all my you, street all is you a, have is to do a, is look is a black officer great guy he works in west valley because mm-hmm. they mean, pay more yeah, and and right. who i am not going to fault someone Especially if they have a family. Seven to ten dollars an hour is life changing. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for especially if you have kids, because everything's about your kids. So so the point of the matter is is that we, you know, we we lost twenty-three officers over three years. We're poised to lose another four in the next sixty days. And this is all due to money. And I look at police and public safety as infrastructure. It's something that's critical to running a successful city. And when I ran the numbers for for every 2% raise you make for a police officer, you have to come up with $1 million because there's pension and insurance. I mean, it's, it's a big number. And so when I ran the numbers last year- And that's, that's 2% across the whole force. Yes, that's If you right. want to give the whole force 2% mm-hmm. raise, you need a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. And-, and all we needed, and I've said this in it to city council, I you know, over and over and over, five million dollars. You need to find five million dollars to at least bring them up or very, very close to what Salt Lake City is gonna do as far as pay is concerned. And, you know, the easiest thing to look at is the seventeen point nine million that was spent last year. You know, I mean, I, it just, we don't need to be buying commercial property. We don't need to be acting as a developer. When we have, uh, when I've talked to another engineer at the city, we have $20 million worth of priority sidewalks. And I put quotes around that. Priority sidewalks. Yeah, mean- let's talk about sidewalks. So you guys walked into my house. <laughs> so if you go out here to the tree on the right. <laughs> no, Shane didn't invite us. We no, just came no. in. So, like, no. what up, dude? This here. This, this is sodas or what? I've not looked at My dad goes and he freaks out every time every time he sees this. I have a four inch rise in my mm. sidewalk. Right? It's painted yellow. I'm like, what is it painted yellow for? My neighbor's like, Ogden City is marked it and they're supposed to go around and just, you know, pick one and knock it out in a few hours, chip it out, fix it. 
They mark and it like a dog marks it? Yeah. We don't, <laughs> paint it yellow. No, they, 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 exactly. I don't know if they paint the not curb. Exactly. I don't know if it's like high. It was, at one time it was high viz, like don't trip here. Uh-huh. But it stresses me out. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I'm going to get sued for it. You know what I mean? Like it's my oh, side. Yeah, yeah. Because you can, in, you can get because sued in Clinton, it. where I come from, like that was your deal. Yo, like yo, that was like a, your sidewalk's sidewalk? messed up. You're fixing it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not no. True. We fixed well. I fixed plenty of sidewalks in Clinton. That's all I'm saying. You were breaking the law. Yeah. Breaking yeah. Why no, are you coming no, out no. of my? <laughs> as a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, right down the road. I mean, we can get to the sidewalk thing in a minute. Right down the road, there was a resident that <laughs> they said, all right, "Will you come and fix my sidewalk?" And they said, "If you want to hire somebody out, we'll give you seven hundred bucks to do it." Seven hundred bucks, and I'm going to pay for it. It just, I mean, it depends. She was doing her driveway already, and it actually covered it, and they reimbursed her. Like they can't get to it. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it the people, the money? Why are all the sidewalks just trash and ugly? Okay, <laughs> let's, let's let's take a step back and let's talk about what fiscal sustainability means for a city. And fiscal sustainability means for a city, and this is really boring. So, yes. <laughs> yes. just just let this is why nobody talks about it. Fiscal sustainability for a city means you pull back and you look at the entire city and you go every sidewalk, every street, every sewer, every water line, every electrical connection that the city is responsible and every everything that is infrastructure. <clears throat> Pardon me. What's the number to replace that? It's a huge number. No city can ever, ever do it. But in order to properly budget to make sure that you are fiscally sustainable, you need to know what that is so that you can back – oops, I'm waving my hands around just smacking <laughs> That you can back into that number. And what it means is that you – then you put some data behind that and you go, okay, well – Sidewalks wear out and need to be replaced at a rate of X. And so every every three years, we're going to need to replace X amount of sidewalks. That's going to cost Y amount of dollars. And so we need to put this in our budget that so that sense. every single year, this is what we're doing. That is fiscal sustainability in a nutshell. We are not fiscally sustainable. Are, are you telling me they're not working? They don't have like a budget. My, I, would, I was just assuming that they could only get to like 500 sidewalks a year or 500 you know Dude, raise there are, rise there are, and they were only getting to five and eventually they're going to get here are you tell me like they're not even are they working on it are they doing it they're according to a, a current engineer there are 20 million dollars worth of priority sidewalks okay you can't find five million dollars to keep our police officers here what makes you think you're going to pay 20 yeah. million dollars to fix those sidewalks so going back to that though because you said we have about $25 million more in our budget this year than last year. Isn't mm-hmm. that right? You that said is correct. 175 to two. Mm-hmm. So where does that money come from? And why couldn't we have just shaved off some of that to give to the police? That's a really great question. <laughs> yes. I'm asking that question myself. There's, there's, there's. So do you know where the money. Perce- in my perception, there's a lot of, there. they did give a pay increase. It was not enough. Everybody got a raise, hmm. but it's 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 not meaningful. And my whole point is is they everybody in the administration got a raise, hmm. you know. And uh, like my, including the mayor, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, <laughs> everybody, all administrative staff got a raise. So it's like cola, cost of living. 
Uh, yeah, kind of, okay. but it's and, it's... and they go by the percentage, right? So the, yeah, so the guy was, making 150 makes a lot more than the police officer making yeah, it's, it, 45 it's or 50. It's all across the board. There was about a 4% raise. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. And, and so, and plus, you know, the, the RDA budget went from 17.9 to 20 million. I mean, wow. every mm. everything went up. Foot, yeah, right. And so getting back to this whole question is that, you know, there is... There, wow, we're just, we're just banging all yeah, sorts of what things. What the hell is going on on that side of the table? Let's party. Um, so it's one of those things that we we need to get control of the budget. There is no, in my opinion, the taxpayers are not seeing a return on investment for, for what they're getting. I've, been, I've knocked thousands and thousands of doors at this point, and I have actually heard people say – that, you know, I'm willing to pay more taxes if I could see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you give me a rec center, Some if you fix our streets, and and, the, and this is circling way back to, you know, what's the big difference between you and Caldwell? I am all about communication and transparency. I'm a, As a marketing consultant, communication is everything to right, me. It's how right. I make my living. And Caldwell hasn't had a town hall in eight years. Wow. Eight what? years. That tells you how much your voice matters to him. Eight years he hasn't held a town hall. I have held seven huh. since March. Some of which we've plugged on the show. Yeah, and right. so oh, yeah, I, the grounds for coffee stuff. There was one. Yeah, uh, there was one. Shane, a good company that we plugged. Morning. There was one of books yeah. that we plugged. And they're all on. And they're all on my website. Yep. You can watch them all. And it's it's. I can't see okay. how you can be if, an effective leader without knowing what people want. Yeah, being what your constituents are saying to you. Yeah, and and we need transparency with the budget. The budget is is a document, and I'm holding up my fingers. It's like about you know three and a half inch thick thing. It's about four hundred pages. It's really really complicated. And what we need is we need the public to understand what we're working with. Okay, here are all the things. These are the top three things that we are spending our money on. And these are the top three things that we need to fix. And everybody doesn't get a pony, right? We don't have right. an, an unending supply of money to fix all of these things. So what do we want to do? Do you want to put all the money into this one thing this year and then move to the next thing the next year? Do we want to disperse it? I mean, we really need to engage the public as to what the budget process is and what that means. I mean, if I, when I'm mayor, I'm going to hold a town hall every single quarter. So you can sit down and you get your time to tell me exactly what you think. What, what, needs what time to are you doing all of these? Like, uh, because so I've noticed that they're for the constituents here, but they're they're at a time where they're getting off work and they can still come talk to you, right? Oh, every single yeah. one I've done has been like six or seven o'clock at night. So you and don't mind staying out late. No, talking, guys. absolutely not. And the the other thing that I want to do as mayor is I want to have a monthly report card, right? If you want to know what's happening in the city, we should have a nice two three page PDF that says. Do they These do? Are do they the do like things. a newsletter? No. <laughs> See, I mean, they don't Roy, do a Roy, newsletter. Roy City has a newsletter. Clinton City does a newsletter. Yeah. No, I mean, it, Roy Roy City came had the same thing with the police officers, and they put it out in the newsletter saying we're. Uh, the average police officer staying, I don't know what the number was, mm -hmm. say two, three years, and we're losing them mm -hmm. to pay. And it costs to train. It's costing you guys mo more money. We need to pay. Now, I mean, Ogden City, like, we need to know that. I didn't know our officers yeah, did are Did you leaving. know that it costs us about $60,000 to train an officer? And did you know that Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County love taking our officers because we have more calls 
than Salt Lake City. Our officers have more real world experience and they, we, we are, our officers are a commodity to be snatched because they're well-trained and they have a lot of experience and it costs us $60,000 to train up an officer. So yeah, we don't want to lose that. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot I of mean, people. I'll, We're basically a training ground for those yeah, bigger county absolutely. cities. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that one thing, Angel, when you were talking about the raise, I think didn't – so the city raised the pay of officers recently, right? Uh, it was like some – Marginally. Yeah, it was like 2%. It was like basically inflation, right? Yeah, Something it's like basically this. inflation and they, they, they got uh, – it used to be that uh, officers didn't get overtime until they'd work three hours over. Uh, what? So, what? Yeah. so if you worked 42 it's, hours that's love time baby that's right yep. and then it, but once you hit 43 then legal, overtime it? well they changed that and i and it's amazing how that happened right before an election yeah. ah. but i was gonna say didn't but at the same time like you talked about a lot of officers mm-hmm. going down to salt lake they mm-hmm. pay more mm-hmm. you know they have more officers the the, the workload is less mm-hmm. um didn't salt lake also raise their pay as well so like no it, they're it, they're talking about it okay they're going to if they I'm do sure yet yeah, it, it it negates everything that ogden just did oh mm. absolutely well what ogden just did doesn't even get as close to where they are right now right it's not here's here's the thing that you have to really take into accountability let's just say we're going to take that senior officer number of ten dollars an hour more okay we have to drive to salt lake there's you know people ha- tend to have a tendency to live where they work if we can get them close, if we could get our salaries for our officers to eight and a half or nine dollars an hour, and then you bridge that gap with soft benefits, maybe it's scheduling, maybe it's time uh, off, right, right, work-life benefits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, we just we just have to be close. Right now, it's just a huge gap that is insurmountable. Yeah. So uh, in business classes, we talk about how pay is a uh, it's a hygiene factor. So it's not necessarily something that. If, if people get paid enough, they won't, they won't, it won't necessarily make them super happy. But if they don't get paid enough, it becomes a liability. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like what Angel's saying here is like, if you get in the range, if you get in the ballpark, right, then it's, you can, it's, you can compete. It, you can somewhat compete, right? And then, like she said, you can add in soft benefits, you know, that, you know, might, so might help out. Does, sorry. But if you don't, and if the, if the, you know, if there's a chasm between what you're getting paid and somebody else, People will leave your company, and like Angel's already talked about, it's expensive to train and hire new folks. And a lot of business owners don't realize the cost. But the city, you know, they're feeling they're feeling the burden. Are we short officers? Yep. So we're short officers. Mm -hmm. Five million dollars. Does that get us like where you're saying, or do we need ten? What do we really well, need? What, What's the what, real? What Break we, it down. What we really, what we really need is ten. Five million dollars will stop the bleeding. We'll keep the officers keep the we th- that we have. It's not going to bring us staff us up to where we need to be. But we got to. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. What about what about fire? Fire. That's you know that's a that's a tricky thing. Um, on if I do, I want to raise the the pay for fire. Yeah, absolutely. But the point is, is that we're triaging here. Okay, is that a our, county level thing? Fire? Uh, no, we it's have not. our we have our own fire department, and they're mm. very good at what they do. 
Um, it's just the thing is, is that the firemen aren't, and fire, that was really wrong. The fire, <laughs> the fire, the fire people. Firefighters. <laughs> firefighters, that's the word I'm looking for. The firefighters aren't leaving at the rate that the officers are. Ah. And so we, we don't have this mass exodus that's happening, but this is, this is not a new problem. And that's something that I brought up, you know, maybe about a month and a half ago, I brought it up again at city council and I talked about it and, and I begged and I, flat out said $5 million. You need $5 million. Find it because this was, this was approving the mayor's budget. And, um, the mayor decided to comment after I had done, been finished my comment because there was a reporter in the room and he proceeded to say, well, I just want to make sure that, you know, the impression isn't going to be that we're not doing anything. We talk about this all the time, every day. And of course, I can't say anything because yeah, you can't your comment. Your public comment time is over. My public comment time is over. But the bottom line is, is you've been talking about this every day for eight years and you can't fix it. Yeah. So one thing I was going to say also about fires. So a couple of years ago, um, my daughter was in Girl Scouts and we had the chance to go to one of the, one of the newer stations and there was quite an investment in, mm-hmm. in that station. And the reason we went was because the captain there was a woman. And mm-hmm. so they took the Girl Scout troop nice. there and, you know, they got to see, you know, like this is what you could be. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, a, it was nice, but I, we definitely felt that there was def- an investment there mm-hmm. by the city to make sure that fire had nice facilities, Oh yeah, which is something We're- that, you know, folks definitely look at when they're choosing where they want to work as a fire professional. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a, f- I mean, latent city, latent city, full-time firemen, when they're done with their three day shift, they're working on like Murray city. And I guarantee it's happened in Ogden too. Oh, I like these guys don't make enough on their when they leave their families for their three days, I've three and a half days. I've never understood that. Those they are way more important to me. Okay, uh, than right. than uh than the police officers, right? I think so because you got those guys can like save lives. Not that cops can't, but. I mean those those fire paramedics. I, yeah, I, I don't want to touch that damn. But I will. <laughs> but, here's, but what, here's, what I'm what I'm saying here. is, is if you here. know a fireman, yeah, like like they are. I guarantee they're doing that in Ogden too. Yeah, but here's the difference Maybe. though with the the number of calls that a police officer answers per day versus the number of calls that a firefighter or an EMT answers yeah. per day. They're they're they are both. Super important jobs. Mm. One isn't above the other. Called more the un- but one, the other. one is getting called more than the other, and that's and, Karen. And though you know, my 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 next door neighbor over here where it comes from the L.A. Fire Department, and he was retired. He was semi-retired, and he was going to go work down here. And he's like, "We have chiefs in Utah working in other departments." He's like, he's just blown away about what we pay mm-hmm. our our safety personnel. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and and to your point earlier, Angel, about this is an, a, a problem that's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. So for my senior thesis, when I finished my bachelor's degree, I wrote on um, refugees in the criminal justice system, specifically Iraqis down in Salt Lake. And one of the guys that I talked to worked for the Salt Lake City Courts. And I wanted to kind of get the perspective on once a refugee does come in, what does it look like? What does the process look like for mm-hmm. them? He had been a police officer in Ogden City. This is 2014 mm-hmm. when I wrote my paper. And, and he talked about this exact problem where he was like, man, I came down to Salt Lake because, you know, I didn't have to go on as nearly as many calls. Mm-hmm. I got paid way more money mm-hmm. and he made the jump, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 2014. This problem has been going on for another five years since then. So I think Angel's point rings true. Where it's like, well, we talk about this all the time. The mayor says, okay, that was my experience in 2014 writing, you know, my research paper. What's been done? Not a yeah. damn thing. Well, not, not necessarily nothing. <laughs> But not necessarily not enough, enough either. Not yeah. enough. Not oh, enough. Oh, you see, you ruined okay. it that way, though. It was better than punch. 
No, can I ask you really quick? Yeah, Sorry. you can ask me anything. So, uh, are you going to... Can I, I, I? Let me just... I, I want to okay. ask you. All right. Okay. <laughs> so you're from California. Okay. Um, you, you speak Spanish? Are you fluent Spanish? No, I was raised oh, by a single mom. No, I was raised by a single mom. My mom and dad split up when I was one. Okay. Uh-huh. And my dad is uh, half Mexican Portuguese. So Spanish wasn't spoken in my house. So I don't speak Spanish, although it is on my list of things to do. To learn. <laughs> so I, it's, on ask, my, it's on my list. Too. Uh, so you're yeah, doing but I got town news halls. for you. If I'm going to be mayor, I'm going to, I will enroll in Weaver and I will start taking Spanish yeah. classes because it's important. Can you do it? Yeah. I will officially make her a wildcat too, by do the way. Do your town halls uh, and, and have like, have them in, in Spanish. I mean, like, I, that's. You think you think that would help? I think it would. A Spanish-speaking uh, mayor is going to help, and she's willing to do it. Well, I'm like willing. She, to, she, I'm willing to learn. Okay, at least you understand. You understand how important it is. I do. I and, do. And another thing that's important is my sidewalks. So oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 I was no, afraid no, we were going no, no, back no. to this. So I can't get. Apparently, I don't get sued. Can the city get sued? Oh yeah. Well, that's that, the city. The city has already been sued. There's. Uh, let me. Tell, let, come in, children. Let me tell you a story. All right, make this interesting. <laughs> there is, um, we, um, I, I've taught. This is part of being a marketing consultant. Is the way you learn things is you talk to people and you get a, you get everybody's perspective on a problem because everyone will have a different perspective on that problem. And then when you have all of the data, you can kind of pull back and see where everybody's leaning, and it sort of points you in a direction. And sometimes you find new information that you never would have gotten if you didn't ask that one person. So. I um, spoke with a planner who used to work for our city and, you know, I said, so let's talk about these sidewalks and these, and he's like, oh, don't even get me started. And then (laughs) the city had a, um, the city was sued over somebody falling and breaking a leg on a sidewalk and it was not fixed. Lawsuits take a long time, right? You know, you don't file your lawsuit. You probably don't get to see the judge for seven, 10 months, sometimes a year. So, when this particular plaintiff went in suing the city of Ogden and they went to court and the judge said, is this sidewalk repaired yet? And the city said no. And the planner told me it would have taken – after six, they got- After he got hurt, after they were sued, it would have cost $6,000 to fix that particular portion of sidewalk. And when the judge saw that nothing had been done, he awarded plaintiff full money, cool. $300,000. Wait, wait, wait. So wait a minute. All the sidewalks right now. We have twenty million dollars worth of priority sidewalks that are liability. And liabilities. all I gotta do is that go is trip correct. on one of them. That is correct. <laughs> I don't live in Ogden. Yeah, I'm from Davis County. So I need you guys to live here. So y'all will be paying for my medical. Walk, bill. walk right out to the street when you leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> get, oh get away from my, my property. Oh my god! Are yeah. you serious? Uh, yeah. That, like that's that's real talk. $20 million worth of priority sidewalks. And, and what, that's not even talking about streets. What, what did we pay? What did, uh, well, I didn't pay because I, I'm not a taxpayer mm-hmm. here, but what did the, the city pay again? 300000 300000 that's, wow. that's That's a just that's just throwing money out the window, dude. First sidewalk that may not even be done yet. I'm hoping that it was <laughs> oh my done. God. Plus court fees. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that sure that they had done. to pay court, court fees. Yeah, legal fees. Yeah. <gasps> So uh, education wow. was one of the, mm-hmm. the three focuses of your campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you mentioned that, I was just sort of wondering if the – does the city really have much involvement in the the education? Like, you don't have jurisdiction over Ogden School District. No, no. The, this is – well, you know, you need to look at th- our problems with our city holistically. And when I say problems, I – 
Ogden sure, is an amazing got... place to live. Sure it's is. fantastic. Right. I love it here. And so when we, but we do have some things that have been problematic in our history. And one of the things is our low test scores for schools, right? And it's not so much that, you know, our teachers are bad or our schools are bad. What's happening is, is that we have, we have, the most Title I schools in the state of Utah. And if you're not familiar with a Title I school is, a Title I school means basically poor socioeconomic challenged kids, mm-hmm. right? And so they've got a lot going on outside of school. And so one of the things that is, the problems with our test scores is we have, you know, 70, 80% of our kids that are these Title I kids, which means that they have bigger problems when they get to school and they're showing up to school or they're not showing up to school. We have high absenteeism for things that are happening outside. Like this mm-hmm. is a great example. Um, truancy plus illiteracy over time equals crime. That's a fact. 80% mm. of convicted felons do not have a high school education or a GED. Right. Straight up, straight up data. And what happens is, is sometimes it's not that kids don't want to go to school. It's that kids are that are ESL are going to play interpreter for their parents at the doctor or single mom who's working two jobs, who makes 12 bucks an hour, doesn't get days off, doesn't get vacation time, has two kids, little, little six-year-old girl is too sick to go to preschool. Guess who stays home to watch so that mom can go to work? That would be the 12-year-old kid. Yeah, Yeah. 16-year-old son. So, so you're adding up this truancy, which isn't real truancy. Yeah, it isn't like they're hanging out at Fat Cats. Yeah, it's, it's life happening. Yeah. And so one of the, the, you know, these kids have a whole host of issues that are challenging them getting to school prepared. They, is it food scarcity? Is it, you know. And they're are, not getting sleep at night. Exactly. Is it, is it, it food all- It could be all sorts of things. High mobility. Are we going to live here? Do I have clean clothes? That's mm-hmm. actually, I spoke with a teacher about that, that, you know, there are teachers that have pooled together money to give kids you know, tokens and stuff to get clothes done because they don't want to go to school because they have, they don't have clean clothes. You know, it's, there are all these issues that are outside of school that we could be doing a better job with connecting with our nonprofits in the community who do all of this heavy lifting. And by pooling together all of these, these people who want to help, who spot work at the nonprofits, write checks to the nonprofits, let's pull them all together and let's pick a focus. And it's always going to be these kids and we'll figure out what that is. And let's back those nonprofits with a grant as a city mm. and, and let's move it forward. You, we have, we can't save them all. We're, we're not, and, but I am okay with Mar- Marginal gains. As far as I'm concerned, the boat's on fire. There are babies on the boat. We got to start pulling them out. And if we only get a couple, we only get a couple. But we have to start right here where we are. And and if you can't get behind it from it's the humanitarian standpoint, best thing to do as a person, a decent human being, is to help others. Then look at it from the business standpoint. Yeah, look at yeah. it as an investment. The here. business. No, I'm you're speaking at to it, conservatives right now. Is what you're saying? I am. <laughs> I'm talking to you, conservatives. We are missing out on so much revenue from people when companies come here. That if your children are from K through six, and you, the first thing you do is you Google those school scores and you go mm. Mm, no mm-hmm. and yeah. you live in Weber County or you live somewhere where you're going to put your child where you think that they're going to do better and and here's the thing is that you know we have some kids that win scholarships and stuff that some kids are doing very well in our school but that's a small percentage of them 
right? So from a business standpoint, you want to have good schools because you want to have people live in this community and spend their tax dollars here and buy homes here and shop at our stores. You that It's the right thing That's to like do and it's the business thing to do. Number one thing when you're moving to an area. Right. If you have children. You check the schools. Yeah. You check absolutely. the schools. I mean – and I think you're absolutely right about the cause. I think that whole <laughs> poverty, uh, the way – the sort of unidentified factors that are mm-hmm. hindering. Yeah. The city does have a uh, intergenerational poverty task force, isn't that – are you familiar with that? So the- I'm trying not to laugh. That's <laughs> um, what I know the, about the, it. The Ogden Civic Action Network. Oh, is, uh-huh. is run through, I used to raise money yeah, for it. It's run through Weber. It's a phenomenal thing. Yeah. But here's the trick. It's evidence-based research to solve intergenerational poverty, which means 40 years from now. Mm. They're going to solve it 40 years from now. Yeah. And so the the issue is, is that, you know, I don't doubt that they're going to get that. And, and Ogden City is one of the anchor partners working with Ogden Can to you know, continue to use all the assets at Weber to come up with these programs and test them and change them and test them so that they can slog away at it and solve it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait 40 years. Well, they're not putting <laughs> any money behind it from what I understand. Well, it's no, like- so, so no, that's not true. So yeah. the, the, the partners are, the, the anchor partners for Ogden Can are the university, the city, mm-hmm. the Ogden School District Foundation, or not the foundation, but the school district. Mm-hmm. Weber County. Uh not, not the county, but the uh, Weber the, Health Services. Yeah, Weber yeah, Human. Weber, 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 Morgan Human yep. Weber Morgan Health Services. Yeah, because because the three areas are mm-hmm. healthcare, and education, and housing. McKady and Ogden Regional both. Yes. And then the Technical College. Yes. So the city's actually putting money into it. So the, the, they're the, a partner. The agreement was supposed to be yeah that that the, the partner institutions put money into an account that would then help kind of fund this and then that would you know kind of get things going a little bit because they're like, like Angel saying, there's a lot of research. There's a lot of things that need to be done so that the, the practices that come out of this are evidence-based. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I helped write a grant to a foundation here in the state that helped fund some of that. And they were looking specifically at homelessness, you know, mm-hmm. cause there wasn't a, a needs assessment hadn't been done yet. So they helped fund that. But the idea is that like, okay, so that, that money comes from the partner institutions and then they go out and get big grants from, um, Foundations, businesses. yeah, no, not, not businesses, oh. but, but massive foundations that care about the kinds of things that they're trying to change, that care about getting at some of these structural problems that persist. And like Angel's saying, these are these are intertwined, right? You know, if you don't have good housing, you probably don't have good health. And when those two things don't happen, you're not going to have a good education. And so, like, it's it's a lot of things that, that get you know mixed up together. Mm. And Ogden Can's trying to get at those, but. Like Angel's saying, like it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna take a little while to get you know the ball really going to have the kinds of changes that we'd like to see in the right east now. central neighborhood, yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. is where they focus. And so, so to answer your question, the city does put some money in, but that's that's just writing a check. That's mm-hmm. not doing anything mm-hmm. immediately right here. And and as you pointed out, that it's a very convoluted thing. One of my big things is affordable rental housing. Mm. And and that is huge. And you have people have a tendency to be passionate about things they have a direct experience with. And all of these issues for me stem back to my childhood. I was raised by a single mom who worked two jobs, worked nights at a factory. And there are three things that kept me from being stuck in intergenerational poverty. And the first one is childcare. My grandmother was able to watch me while my mom could work two jobs at night. The second one was below market rate housing. 
We rented a basement apartment in a three-flat from an Italian immigrant who was charging way below market rate because she was supplementing her Social Security. So we were okay with that. And the third one was education. My mom, at the time, I was born and raised in Chicago, and in the early 70s, you know, 10-year-olds were... Cubs or White Sox? Cubs. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm a huge Brewers fan. Sorry. You guys swept us today, and I'm so pissed about that. Sorry. <laughs> but um, the, the point is, is that, um, you know, at the time I was going to go into school, 10-year-olds were, like, stabbing each other, and they were bringing in metal detectors into the schools and stuff like that. So my mom's like, yeah, she can't go into public school. So she found a private Lutheran school, and she begged them to scholarship me. And so they scholarshiped me, and because she worked nights, she could drive the bus. So that's how I afforded, uh, my family afforded a private school education. And here's what happened in that schooling. Classroom size of 10, my first grade teacher is my godmother. I was told I could do anything, I could be anything. I was I was encouraged to just, you know, read and learn. And and remember how we talked about that, that gap of um, literacy? Children learn to read until third grade, and then in fourth grade, the programming changes, you read to learn. So if there's any gap in your literacy from first grade to fifth grade, it is going to be a chunk in the road, and by the time you hit high school, it's going to be a chasm. So that's by the time we lost our housing in the middle of sixth grade, Mrs. Chacho died, the, apart the building was sold. We did what everybody does, is you move to the safest place that you can afford. And for us, that was 50 miles away over the border in Wisconsin. So when I went into the public school system in Salem, Wisconsin, in the middle of sixth grade, I had I was way ahead of everybody. I was testing at a, at a high school level because I had private education and, and I was going to be okay. Any one of those three things fall, fell out, my life would be very, very different today. And I look at the 30,000 more or less people that live in primarily East Central at or below poverty. At or below poverty means $13,000 or less, okay, mm. per person. We have about 30,000 people that live at or below poverty. And we need to, as a community, make sure that we are providing not necessarily money, but opportunity opportunity for improvement, connection to services that are offered at a, at a nonprofit level, at a state level, at a federal level. It's just really, really difficult to navigate. People don't know how to get connected and they get discouraged and people need a cheerleader. Everybody needs a mentor. And I think that when we have a, a segment of our population, that's like almost a third of our population that, that needs connection to resources, if we can get them connected to programs that will help them build personal wealth, with this tide, all ships rise, right? You know, we're a working class town. The median household income is $43,000, right? And so we need to start focusing wow. on making sure that we can get people connected to, is it education that they need or is it entrepreneurial programs? And this will stem back into this whole business thing. One of the big differences between myself and Caldwell is Caldwell wants the factories from out of state and the bigger companies. I say, focus on the people that we have here. Ogden is a bootstrap, gritty, entrepreneurial type of town. And if we can get people connected with mentors and micro-business incubators, and if we can get the 18,000-plus businesses that are already here in Ogden 
hire one person. What do you need to hire one person? What do you need? Is it, is it equipment? Is it business training? Is it, is it advertising? What is it that you need? Is it a micro loan? I think it's much better to spend millions of dollars on the people that are already here and invested in our community as opposed to reaching out and bringing in a company that's going to go, gimme, gimme, gimme. What are you going to give me? Tax incremental financing, which is going to hurt our schools because it takes money away from our schools. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on what's already here. People who are stakeholders, who are invested in ground that is here, that live here, that spend their money here. Let's figure out how we can grow our small businesses to be bigger businesses and how we can entrepreneur start people that are are looking for opportunities. Like if you look at uh, traditionally across the United States, if you take um, lower income families, food models are what works. Food models don't take a lot of capital to get started. Utah already has amazing flexible laws for creating home food and selling home food. Yeah, you can get like a cottage license and start Yeah, business, it's really easy here. So it's stop hard and, to expand past so, that. Yeah, but it's a start, right? Stop yeah. and think about it. You got a single mom who's working two jobs. If I can give her a thousand, I can put her through some training and I can give her a thousand dollar microloan to start her business or go to real estate school or go to, you know, whatever. That can be life-changing, and that's 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 why, you know, I'm I'm concerned about housing affordability. And housing affordability is something that a mayor can fix from a rental standpoint. Something called inclusionary zoning. It's happening all across the United States. Cities are doing it. Salt Lake City signed it in the law last year. Inclusionary zoning, overly simplified, means that. Anybody who's going to make a development of, of living units that's 10 units or more must offer a percentage of those units to low income or middle income housing. Mm-hmm. And that number is usually 20 or 25 percent. And what the developer gets is the developer gets density bonuses. If he could, or he or she can only build 100 units here, I'm going to give you 150. And so you're going to make up that difference. And you still only have to give me 20 or 25 percent that are low and middle income. And that is, in perpetuity, as long as that building stands, there There's will always be, be that small section of low income and middle income. And and what that does is it allows people to live in safe neighborhoods, in nice apartments, to be mixed into a community where there is a connection, where we can all come together and better ourselves. And as the market rate goes up, the low income and the middle income rate goes up, but they're they're connected, but there's always that space in between. And there's a really complex formula to figure out on median incomes and all that kind of stuff. That's an algorithm that I have nothing to do with, but there are people for that. So, But that is something that you can sign into law. And hmm. while there is no magic bullet for housing, while there is no magic bullet for education, you got to start somewhere we can put into place programs that are pressure release valves so that we don't hit a crisis. And that's why I'm running. We got to do this stuff now hmm. because hmm. it's going to take a while to get these things online. Hmm. So, Angel, let me ask you a couple questions. So, um, the first one is I want to I go back to entrepreneurship, hmm. right? And, and the second question will connect to that as well. But the first one is I like what you're saying with uh, with food, right? When I worked with the refugee communities, there was a thing at, at the uh, IRC, the International Refugee Community. They were one of the folks that resettled refugees in Salt Lake in Utah. And they had a thing called Spice Kitchen Incubator. Hmm. And the idea was that we would bring in refugees. They had, you know, they had cooked food in their home countries. Let's help them turn that into a business because hmm. people want that, right? Like, we want, you know, 
man, I ate a lot of a lot of food from a lot of different places. And like there was one, I think, who was at uh, Ogden Pride. You guys know who, Mama Africa? You know? Oh, yeah. Her beignets mm-hmm. are so good. Off the chain. Yeah, she's great. Uh, but she was one of their their greatest success stories coming right. out of Spice Kitchen Incubator. One of the, th- the, pr- the problems that I find uh, with, you know, maybe students at Weber State or mm-hmm. folks who are trying to start uh, a food business is there's kind of this gap where – you can you can get that cottage license, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a little bit started and maybe sell some of your stuff at the mm-hmm. at the farmers market. But if you want to take the next the next step, but you can't necessarily purchase, you know, or rent your own mm-hmm. commercial kitchen, it's really, really tough. And so I wanted to ask if you were to become the mayor, is there, I have an answer for that. Okay, yeah. Are, is there any plan for Ogden to invest in some sort of like rented commercial kitchen space where food entrepreneurs could go and, you know, meet the standards of the health department? And grow their businesses? Because I know a lot of people have struggled with that. Oh, that's such a great question because I have an answer for it. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there I'm, is um, a, a very good friend of mine um, has a commercial kitchen called Crafted Kitchen in Los Angeles. Great. And she did exactly that. Yeah. Micro spaces yeah. so that you don't you don't have to rent a thousand square foot space. You can rent something for four hours on a set in the middle of the night. It's Saturday. So you can make a run and of jam exactly. that meets and, the standards and, and, and we can all, get out. And it's all the standards. And she has a proven model that works. And food is, in my opinion, the next thing that is going to bring people together. And not only is it just a, uh, you're going to build your stuff, but one of the key components of that model is to have a rotating restaurant space. So you have everybody that's come, what's in there, who's in there today? It's like food you know? stalls, right? In, in big cities. Exactly. They have this big market space and there are mm-hmm. food stalls. And, and so they can do their own private things and you have a space to showcase and, so you know, what's on the menu today. Like a food court in the Mall? Yeah, but it's much cooler than it's that. It's a commercial. It's a commercial kitchen, which is very different, and and, and it's a and, and you have all of these carved up spaces in back where people can cook and have the the food safe handling and refrigeration, yeah. and then there is an open space that could act as a restaurant where people are being served food out of that. The main thing yeah. is that in a place like what Angel's talking about, the the overhead to your business is much lower. Like if you mm-hmm. want to go and sign a lease at the mall, right. sure. They'll, you can go ahead, but you're going to pay them, what, two so grand? Like, more? Thousands like, a month. Like Harmon's has those shelves that are just local, right? So mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is like, say, if you have this great cookie recipe, mm-hmm. you go and knock it out, get them on the shelves, and you do that every, like every two. So you, you only need it for like one night every two weeks mm-hmm. type thing. Or so. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever you need it. Yeah, you can and- rent it. You don't need to. And that's what's prohibitive to most people starting yeah, is they, I don't have $2,000 a month to rent a space so I can mm. make these things because I don't have enough product. I'm building. I'm yeah. building You're, my There's clientele. a gap between that's awesome. getting that cottage that's license yeah, and cool. being legit. And so that, that was my first question. The second one is, which by the way, I really think that's a great idea in, in terms of creating a, a culinary culture in mm-hmm. Ogden. Can you imagine? I mean, the thing that I've been saying for years is, you know, I studied Arabic. I studied the Middle East. Why don't we have a shawarma place in Ogden? Right. Like, I love shawarma. Shawarma is my favorite. Oh. And if I, I told a friend in Jordan, I was like, dude, if you were to come to Ogden mm-hmm. and open up a shawarma place, I am telling you, I think yeah. you'd be in good shape. And, and here's the key thing like about this. Like at the end this- of Avengers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's talking about shawarma, yeah. So, shawarma, mm, so the thing with the, with the commercial kitchen incubator, again, the city doesn't need to pay for this. There are private partnerships that you can bring on. I know people who do these models. That you can partner with the tech college because ex- so you know, they have a program. If you theoretically had a, a, a place that was empty 
and you want to—it's <laughs> like how do I start? Where's this going? Yeah, like a laser tag, old laser tag place. You could just put a bunch of kitchens in there. You could you put could. a kitchen in there, yeah, that people would rent from you. Oh, okay, okay. Not no, food no, court. actually, actually you find a bunch of, he's talking about the you're talking about the market. You're talking about the, the food. I'm talking market. about laser zone, but <laughs> he doesn't care what the business. Dude, is. there's the plug. There's that laser that zone is. plug. It's been like I two want, weeks since we got the. That's because his heart's not in laser zone anymore. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> but we turn it into one of these no, incubators, Dan, and yeah, Dan, you, you oh, did. Oh, okay. You okay. just got to put. You just got to get the equipment in there, and then start. Advertise and people will just come and use it for a few nights or a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the well, you get fourteen the, people uh, who each want one night. Exactly. Yeah. But the the weeks. important thing to remember is that this is when you do these things, you need to bring in a partner who has experience executing these particular projects. Okay, mm-hmm. it is. It would be foolish for someone at the city to go. I'm going to do this right. and try to reinvent the wheel instead of bringing in somebody who knows who knows the model and knows how to replicate the model so, and has been successfully running the model so that they can do that here. And there's anchor tenants within the commercial kitchen that they have that space and that's all they do is for catering company. And then there are the hourly rental spaces. Oh. Yeah. So, so you have a bit of a mix. But there's in a revenue. space. Oh, if like anybody hotel, wants to do that, Dan knows in. a place. so i brought this up on the show a couple times so i'm I'm a plumber and sidewalk again (laughs) no 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 and everyone's sidewalk everyone's no it's gotta be going back to like um child care Uh for people like i'll get a call and be like hey can you come and help out this person or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'll go over to a house and it's single mom two kids and they have no kitchen sink working. Mm-hmm. Their toilet every time mm-hmm. they have to plunge it. Their their tub takes two minutes. This is one house I'm describing, mm-hmm. and the only sink was the cold on the lab in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, I'm like, they're like, we've called everybody. It's like two thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does the city have anything? Like, I want my neighbors, right, a mile away. To be able to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and shower their kids. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think we all should want that, mm-hmm. right? Does the city have anything for those people? The city does not, and the city should be acting as a as a resource to connect to those things because there are state things that are available for that. There are connections within our nonprofits that will give you small grants of money to, to fix things like that. Right. We... Again, coming back to communication, because that's what's important to me. Did you know that the city doesn't have a chief information officer or a public information officer? There's no PR person for the for the city? Nope. There's PR people, just not there is no There is people. nobody in charge of the narrative of Ogden. Mm. There is no chief information officer. There is no public information so officer. So, like a, a a press story comes up that maybe has Ogden in a different in a bad light. Like a few, you know, maybe was it last year or earlier this year when we had the like the 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 drill that everybody mm-hmm. didn't really know about, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh well, wait a minute, we sent out emails like, did you though? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people didn't see them. Did you? Yeah. Though? Well, here's here's what happened with with that drill. Okay, I mean, I I know a couple people on the city council, and I have as a market consultant part of the training that I offer for clients is is PR crisis management. Yeah. I have a whole spreadsheet of what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it and I ended up sending it to them. And the city council there was one or two people that were out of the country. Other people were traveling. The long and the short of it you had the group of people that was spread to the wind and within 24 hours 
they all got in touch with each other. They all pulled together a statement and they, and they decided that, you know, we didn't know about this. This is what we know. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. We're going to hold the administration accountable. Within 24 hours, they had a statement. Yeah, well, and plus the they, mayor, they have Brandon too. Yeah, and the but the mayor, the mayor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, he was on the show. He was yeah, on but the show. he but <laughs> but Brandon is an employee of the city council. Yeah, he works for the council. The council, yeah. the city council, and the administration are two separate budgets yes. and two separate entities. So that's why you're like, what do we have? Someone PR? No, oh, not the city. Yeah, so like you would say shit. under under. The, I mean, if we were to separate the branches of government, you mm-hmm. know. The, the council would be like Congress. Congress. Uh, yeah. And then and the mayor's. It'd be like if Trump mayor. didn't have a press secretary, which mm-hmm. he does. Doesn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? <laughs> anyway. Holy shit, he does. How, how, how are those daily meetings, press briefings? They going? don't exist. Yeah. So, so, so the, the, point, the, the point of the matter is, is that it took the mayor's office seven days to put out a statement. Oh, my gosh. Seven oh. days. Which is, I mean, they should have put something out in hours. Days. Okay. That's how important communication and transparency is to this current administration. I'll be honest. Here's what I learned today. I think Roy's ran better in Ogden. No. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm a Roy resident. I had communication. I got a... I thought you were a Clinton resident. You're either he Clinton does not or you're know. Roy. I grew up in Clinton. I even remember. I grew up in Clinton. Roy's And then place. I lived in here's Roy for 10 years. Shameful as shit. <laughs> no. No. I, what I'm saying is, is, like, you do have communication. They... Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? True, like, but... you know the police... Like, the... You know, the mayor's coming out and saying, hey, our police officers are leaving. It's costing you this much. This is what we can raise taxes or we can just keep on losing officers. Well, you guys so, decide. This and is so how we're Craig like, did raise taxes and then the people voted against them and they got Bob, Bob Dandoy now. So, yeah. But, but Willard Craig made good with the police. The but thought, I say, uh, oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to agree. Like, that's totally true. I moved from Ogden to North Ogden two years ago. As soon as I got to North Ogden, I felt in the loop. Like, we talk about stuff all the time. On right. social media or on the web pages or whatever, Ogden does not do that. Now that I realize it, it seems like yeah. an enormous absence. So if you yeah. want to address the communication problem in Ogden, you can vote for me. Can vote, vote for Angel. Vote for Angel because <laughs> yeah. she does it professionally. So Angel, let me let so me let me ask you the second question oh, though before we, before, before we wrap it up. You dude, are this is the No, you're on board with this. No, 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 you're on board with this. No. So the second piece was you know talking about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've believed for a while is um, I went to college. You know a little for my bachelor's degree in Provo. When I was down there, Google Fiber was announced. Mm-hmm. Big oh, deal, right? Don't even yes. get me started. And then <laughs> I work in Salt Lake with refugee communities as a, as mm-hmm. you know what Vista is? Mm-hmm. I was a Vista. And then they announced Google Fiber in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I've wondered like, what is our thing in Weber County? Like, it seems like we could, there's a huge opportunity investing in internet infrastructure in our city that could make it much easier to start businesses, you know, give people access to the internet, but, and we have some things like Utopia in Davis County, but it seems like Weber County is not thinking of this thing. You know, we're all in on light manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, like- and it's incredibly short-sighted. And, and this is another thing, you know, we need to be looking 10, 15 years down the road. Okay. And it, and all you have to do is look to the governor of our state to see where it's going. The millions of dollars that are being invested in Silicon Valley or excuse me, Silicon Slopes Slopes and Point of the Mountain and how Governor Herbert has put together the Utah Tech Council. I mean, he's driving the state towards tech because that is going to be the next thing that is going to hold up our industry in the state. And we're, 
we're not we're we're not talking to the governor's office as the a sil- mayor. We're the not, Silicon we're, Slope stops so pro- and, and in Davis County, and there's no reason it should. It? There's no Damn. reason it should stop. There, I mean, if you you have to think about the way that technology is going, we must in, update our technology infrastructure, or we're going to be dead in the water. There's no reason why we can't have a piece of the tech economy as it comes out. We look at us. Look at how fantastic Ogden is. We sit right next to the front row. Today is the day of virtual uh, commuting. You know, I mean, I know someone who works in Draper, and that's hashtag works because she only goes up there maybe once a week. It's all done via Skype, right. via phone, and if she's got to go, she gets on the train. Yeah, you I, know? I, I work mean, for a global company, and that, that happens all the time. There are exactly. folks. There are folks that are coming up from Summit County. Sometimes they don't because yeah. you know they get on Skype calls with Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I hate and and as much as being an, being an athlete and. Loving the outdoors, you know, I am a big proponent of outdoor recreation, but I, I got to tell you, outdoor rec companies aren't going to save us. Outdoor rec companies don't pay very well. It's true. And mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we have our, we are investing in our local businesses that are here, grow them. And then we need to be looking towards what is that next thing? That next thing being tech, that next thing being food. That ne- I mean, we, light manufacturing is not going to save us, especially with automation. Yeah. Right? And, and. Andrew Yang. <laughs> that's his thing, gang, gang. That's, that's his thing, but yeah. So I just wondered if there was any sort of plan in your in your mind about you know some kind of investment because it feels like if Ogden City were to invest in such a network, mm-hmm. you know, with the help of the state, mm-hmm. that the rest of Weber County benefits directly oh, from. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I went to the uh, the Utah Economic Summit. Guess who I saw there from our administration? Was it Rob Bishop? I'm talking about oh, local. Talking about the oh. city. Yeah. Oh, guess who I saw from our administration? Nobody. Um. That would be nobody. <laughs> yeah, that like, would be nobody. And and swinging a miss. And oh, and huge so swing and a miss. I mean, as, did he swing? As mayor, I would use all the power of the office to make sure that I am in all the meetings that I need to be on a state level, and and I'm going to be poking every representative and every senator to to help us reform education so that the system for the money trickled down back to Ogden for our education is changed because it's archaic. Mm-hmm. So, are, are you, did you did you answer your question, Kobe? Last. Uh, no, you don't have another question. Last you question. Shut off your mic. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, you got a, you got a short there, buddy. Yeah. That's what's so, happening. No, it's still out. Still it's out. Jiggle, works. jiggle. There. There you go. A little better. Now, don't touch it. Okay. <laughs> last, last, last question. As mayor, would you commit to wearing purple on Fridays? Yes. Oh, no. We will wear Fridays. Oh, my God. Get it done, dude. Get it done. What have you done, I think that's... (laughs) I am so... That's a great idea. One of the things that we really need is... um, Ogden isn't as connected to Weber as it should be. Oh man, and yeah. you and haven't been here that long, and you know that? That's amazing. It, and and it drives me insane. It's and and we we have such a tremendous asset with uh, our yeah, university and the students there, yeah. and and, uh, and you know you know how many people know that what the Olean Walker Institute is for. None. Like none, nobody knows what it is. None. Huh? Oh, and, and if you're listening, what's, the it, for, what's it for? What's it for? Uh, yeah. yeah. James, go ahead. What's what? it for? The I only, the only, know. the only Walker Institute for politics is basically, um, a, the poli sci department. It's oh, the poli sci department of. that, but it's kind also of, yeah, bigger. but but what it does is it's supposed to connect people to local politics and, and, and activism and, and, you know, what, 
most people don't know is that Weber is a Carnegie Institute. And a Carnegie Institute is, there's maybe like 30 of them in the nation, and they sign this charter that says that we are going to use all of the power and resources that we have as a university to serve our community. Oh. Yeah, so the C-Cell gets what? that designation, right? And a part of the C-Cell's mission, the C-Cell stands for the community for um, the Center for Community Engaged Learning. And part of their, their mission is civic engagement, mm-hmm. which the Walker Institute uh, is a piece of. Yeah. Even and, though they're separate entities. And so all of, again, it comes down to communication. Nobody knows this. Yeah, no kidding. Right? And, and Jeez, we have, Shane, you even live here. We have such I know. A, we have it's such not my fault. It's theirs. That we're not properly connected to, <laughs> and and we should be really, really proud of it. I want Ogden to be purple, dude. I want, like, when we're in the playoffs, I want to see purple everywhere. When I go to Boulder, I get sad because everywhere it's all about the buffs, right? You go to a real college town, it's like, man, this is so great. And then I come back home and I'm just like, yeah, why isn't this place more of a college town? Like, you know, I got more, I got more, no, I got it, more youth be, lights because, and windows than Wildcat lights. Somehow we're like the little brother. Like, no, you're your Utah fan, but I mean, oh, there's Weber. Like, I like them too. It's because Weber doesn't like, win any sports, isn't it? Are you kidding me? Back to back big sky champs, dude. <laughs> Art, dude. John's just trolling. Right we've now. had a run. Of, I want to punch you, but I, there's. <laughs> We've had a run up with we have a, we have like the best basketball coach in Big Sky history. Winning his coach of, of in Big Sky history. Winning his coach in Big Sky history. What about All the right. team? So, so oh my god. What about All right, that, that was so, my last thing. To support Weber and uh support communication Ogden, visit uh, Angel's website, right? You can mm-hmm. uh donate, volunteer your time, uh but most importantly, vote. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh put your ballot in the mail or do it on August 13th. 13th. We got to dub that one over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can visit her website at www.angel4, the number four, ogden.com. Thank you for nice. coming out. Thanks for having uh, me. It's yeah. been a pleasure having you. Um, we're going to get into our poll results, though, now. Man, we're going to make this quick. We're going to make this quick. Uh, who won- So the poll question was on my birthday, who won tonight's debate? And I, I'm, so I'm that was the that first was night. That was the first night. No, it's just everybody because first, oh, you, you don't have everybody. any other. You don't have anything else other than Castro, Booker, Yang, Biden. Dude, I'm Gavin. telling you, you know who I liked. Uh, so I liked uh, Castro, and that's who won. Yeah, Castro. I was love good. Castro. She, he's surging, uh, um, and Yang. But you know what? I think Gabbard had the best night. Gabbard had a good night. Oh, this was second Man, night. Sorry, this was second like, night. She like bam. She punched Camilla, Camilla. Did that happen? Booker, yeah. Booker had a good again. night. Booker you know, had a good night. But here's the problem. Uh, so who who won the debate? I feel like CNN won uh, because they they're stupid. Bring clowns. Yeah, Dude. and they're just like put pitting each other together. And you know what? Even um, Kathy Darby said something in in the comments. It's uh, like they're. I'm just I'm just sorry that we're all going to beat each other up for the next 15 months. If, why do they ask questions like Trump. that? I yeah. mean, because they're in a race against each other, shouldn't we? No, be? dude. Did you I watch the debates? Did you watch no, the debates? I didn't. Yeah. See, exactly. Oh my god! Even this guy's like going to not even watch. CNN didn't even watch. CNN was putting questions up to get sound bites of Dems fight. Yeah, because it was like, like Senator Sanders. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. This John Delaney thinks that's wrong. What right? do you say? They yeah. were like, they were like, like uh, in a race against Jerry each other. Springer. It was like Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Though, Springer. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm throwing it back to the '90s, kids. Yeah. Jerry Springer. That's politics these days. It's all no, memes it's and fights. So, no, I mean, yeah, as long as when we get down to two or three, we're all... 
So the poll, the, the poll page. ended that Castro with five votes was the winner. Booker got three. 50 and 30 is what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> I actually got one. Colby Peterson. This is his Colby Christmas. One? Yeah. Nice <laughs> job, cousin. My cousin Kevin put me in the, in the, in the poll. So, uh, so thanks for I doing went, that. I went to your house, though, for the first night. First of, night, yeah. And uh, I really enjoy And I hate using wrestling terms, but I felt like... Uh, Actually, no, I don't hate using wrestling terms. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders tag team. Boom. Boom. Awesome. Repping She's the progressive like, cause. Tag me in. Bam. And then he came in. I wrote the damn bill. And then it was like, bam. <laughs> tag me in. Boom. What the hell are you doing on the stage if you don't even want to be here? She yeah. said something. It was she awesome. said, why would someone go to oh, all the, the trouble running for amazing. president? If, it was yeah. amazing. I was yeah, having she a was great awesome. time. Warren's my Marianne lady. Williamson even showed up. I don't know. Dude. Oh, dude. Oh, don't. Not, not, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. <laughs> her, her one big speech or whatever that was, it was pretty awesome. Right, right. It was awesome. I felt like the closing arguments from her and Yang were probably the best. Yang's like, look, I, I want to give you a thousand dollars. I want a tie on, and that's what they care about. Fuck CNN. <laughs> <laughs> hey, move it along. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Shane wants to watch. All right, he wants so, to watch Game uh, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, good. That that was our poll. Uh, take the the next poll. I, you know what? I think was uh, a good question would be what's Ogden lacking the most? Okay. Sorry, but like communication, education. Um, okay. What, what's important? Yeah, what's important? What's what's important? Like we okay. can ask a question like that. That's a good. That's a good poll question. Okay. What would you Housing like to see more? Affordability. Of? Yep. Oh, look at Public that. safety, education. Yeah, I mean, if people really think about where their kids are going to, like, I'm looking at my kids, and I'm like, they're going to live with me for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, MZ. I'm if I, smart. If I don't sign into law inclusionary zoning, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, what's happening. That's right. I'm, I, I'm like worried about. They can't it. afford it. Like, I really, I'm like, how are they going to do it? I'm that's like, right. I mean, my wife talked about like, do we go try to buy another house and then sell it to them cheap? Like, how do what do we do to help <laughs> them? Like, I don't care if they get. They come out of college with solid jobs. They can't afford to live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, one of the tricky things that people seem to miss is that when you're you, you get a degree and you're going, you're remember the median income household <coughs> income is forty three thousand dollars for Ogden, okay? And when you graduate school, you're going to have student loan debt, and a typical right out of college Rich. job is is anywhere <laughs> from twenty five thousand to maybe thirty two if you're lucky. Okay. And an average rental of a one bedroom unit in Ogden goes from 820 to a two bedroom to 916. Yeah, that's, that's just average rent. So you have, um, right now a first year teacher and a first year, uh, police officer are making, uh, they're at HUD puts rent burden at any time you pay more than 30% of your income towards rent, you're what's considered rent burden, which means that you're going to consider, you're going to have, be at risk for food scarcity, medical emergencies. You're supposed to pay less than 30% of your income for rent. Right now, a first year teacher and a first year police officer, a one bedroom puts them at 31% and a two bedroom puts them at 32%. These are pillars of our community. And then we're not even talking about that 30,000 people that live at or below poverty, which is 13,000 a person. Mm. We have to sign into law inclusionary zoning so that we have inclusionary pe- zoning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like, I, I mean, the, one of the best things I thought you said was the jobs that we're bringing in. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want my kids to live here and see my grandkids, like, we got to have jobs mm-hmm. that they can work at and they're not here. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 
Pinkies up, thumbs down. Are we doing pinkies up, thumbs down? Let's do it. I got, I got Let's one. Let's go forward. Yep, I got we one. We really need to do this. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go really, ahead. really quickly. So, pinkies up to the Weber Stonewall Democrats. Oh. Uh, they had a, they had a booth yesterday at Ogden Pride. I went down there, hung out with them for a little bit. It's awesome. I was scene. there. Yeah. Did I see you there? You might not have. Maybe I didn't. I was. I was. Uh, I had to go knock doors, and then I had to take a shower because I, I was, was there. I was there for an hour. Okay. That's like on the campaign trail. You're everywhere for like an hour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so Angel and I were both down there at the booth and I just wanted to give a shout out pinkies up to the Stonewall Dems for getting their caucus going and being, having a presence in the community. It's awesome. I got a pinkies up to Kazi Reservoir. Oh. It's a beautiful place. You should go there. So wait. So wait. When we said, what did you you do this this weekend? Is that what you did? I was saving it for pinkies up, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Lazy. Lazy. You can come up Look with at two? me contributing. The bar is so low. The speak back. The bar is so low. Hey, where's his participation trophy? Yeah. I'm going to make myself one. So if I want to do something this week, it's gonna be nice. what what can I do? If I want to be active in my community, is there anything happening this week, Dan? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Shane. Okay. On Tuesday, <laughs> August 6th, yeah. there's an Ogden Ogden's Night Out. Against crime in mm. the Ogden Amphitheater yeah. at 5:30 p.m. Wow. Dog demonstrations, dude. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. cool. Really? Oh, they're good. Well, oh, cool. Cool. Like, all right, all right. Ogden, it's at the amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So meet here, and we'll take a bus down there. And you guys in the fun bus all the time. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, if you meet here, I will take you down. <laughs> You'll take in a brand new truck. Uh, and, he and, wants and, he and, wants the massage yeah. chairs. Shane, that's what yeah. he wants. Take you down in a brand new truck and give you a massage. <laughs> What? We can wait, write wait, wait, wait. Either, either the truck, either the truck or Shane. Your choice. Or yeah, just, yeah, you're speechless. Yeah, I was going to say in the truck, I will go steal a couple scooters, bring them up, and we will ride them down. Oh yes, <laughs> three choices right there. Okay, Tuesday, August sixth, Shane's house. Uh, Sunday. Wait, what time though? Oh yeah, five thirty. Uh, Is it when it starts? That's when it starts. Yeah, meet here at four thirty, and if I'm. If I'm not here, just go without me. Shane, Shane's going to put an hour of work in. Okay. <laughs> on, on Sunday, August 11th, uh, JC Peeps come out and meet, monthly meetup. Uh, we're still in calling this uh, Drinking Liberally, yeah, drinking right? Drinking Liberally. It's not, it's not in I here in the notes. I guess we could. We met a candidate last Bro- I mean, It was a big deal last Chris, time. yeah, he came yeah, out. That's right. Jake All Johnson. the way from Summit I mean, County. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Broovies, Ogden, 6.30 p.m. John will buy your first three drinks. <laughs> oh! I love that. You know what? If you show up, I'll buy oh, yeah. Whoever oh. shows up, I'm buying a drink. Oh, yeah. and they're Whoa. getting the massage. Not, and they're getting the massage. Not you fuckers. <laughs> first new participant. <laughs> not you guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. No, I will buy any new participant. Oh. Anybody. Oh, any my participant. God. Who yeah. listened to the show? We Rolling. have no, any. What if they came because of my excellent Facebook marketing? Count it. It doesn't are you, exist. Are you recording this right now? I'm recording this, dude. Yeah, they should. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, if this goes on Facebook, that deal's off. <laughs> <laughs> this deal is going It's to, too late. This deal is going on Facebook. Uh, I'll buy him a drink. Uh, Tuesday, August. <laughs> I will buy at least one person a drink. <laughs> Tuesday, or sun, that's Sunday, Water August 11th. Up to right. 10 drinks. I'll Sunday, buy up to 10. August 11th, oh, Brewies, be there. <laughs> get a free drink from Shane. Maybe even a, a, a rub in his truck. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not the way. I'm in massage. I'm in massage. I'm in massage. 
Okay, okay. Uh, nightmare. Tuesday, August 13th. Nightmare. Stop is election day. Is election Taking day. off my headphones. So loud. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Calm down, Dan. Please. <laughs> it was, I was obsessed with the massages in the truck. Uh, so Tuesday, August 13th is election day. Make sure. Hey, this one's for real, John. What is Make sure f- people are getting out to the polls or that you vote by the 13th, right? Okay. Election day. I swear there is something tomorrow. Yeah, but this isn't. Is there be something out tomorrow? tomorrow? There is something this tomorrow. Is there is something tomorrow, but it won't be yeah, out. You will miss it. Yeah, we, this but, won't come but, out. Good but good luck in the debate tomorrow. Thank you. Oh, yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> it won't be out in time, but there is something. And Monday. if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Angel did amazing. She's <laughs> part, and, and you missed gotcha. out if you didn't go. And We're going to do our best go, to live stream it. Yeah. Um. So follow us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Join the group. Uh, we want to hear your uh, your side of the story. We want to hear what you got to say. That's where the polls uh, are. Join the conversation. Yep. Vote in the polls. Uh, if you have any notes or any uh, questions, comments, concerns, um, you can contact us at junctioncitypodcast at gmail.com. Like us. Follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Uh, also, Junction City Podcast. You can rate us. No. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got this week. You gotta rate Un- us. Unprepared. No, I am unprepared. And I just really hope this week I'm gonna try this. If you want to rate us under five stars, you won't. First of all, right. but if you do rate us five stars, I'm trying to be more positive. Oh, we appreciate you and love you and validate you. Yeah, yeah. If you rate us five stars, Shane will give you a hug. I yeah. don't like this new approach. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I understand you it. Like, it. Like as a parent, I get dude, what you're my doing. Ma- my but I hate it as a parent. <laughs> Man, dude. Anyways, like we say every week, <laughs> all politics is local. 